be reading from Philippians 1, verses 1 through 6. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This is God's word. You may be seated. Inside of the announcement sheet, you will find uh, an outline that you can use to follow along as we, we think very briefly about uh, sheep and shepherds, with that being kind of the theme today with the installation of these three men. And I, I would ask you, uh, as a fellow sheep, that you remember every day, not just your shepherds, but, but especially these new shepherds in your prayers, because they, they have taken on a, a tremendous responsibility that they've really not shouldered until today. And being held accountable and responsible for the souls of God's people is a, is a tremendous, a tremendous burden to shoulder. And they need not only just you know, the cooperation of the sheep, but they also need the prayers of the sheep each and every day. And again, not just for the new guys, but for the guys that have been shepherds for, for a long, long time. And that's what we're going to be thinking about this morning for the next few minutes. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, we're grateful that you have given us this, this day, this place, and this time in order for us to gather together like a reunion, like a, a, a dinner, like... A, a special gathering that families go through, Father, to remember the, 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 the facts that make us that family, to remember how we're related to each other and our experiences to each other, but also, Father, especially in this church family, to recognize that You as God are not just our Creator, but our Father, that we are Your children, that You have a great price and sacrifice as the perfect Father brought us unto Yourself and are transforming us each day to look like, to be conformed to the image of Your Son, Jesus, to, to respond to every circumstance in life as He does, to, to see all people and all things through His eyes. And so we pray, Father, that as we, we endeavor to be light and, and salt in this community we, we pray, Father, that we will be humble and modest before You in all that we do in order, Father, for You to do Your good work in our lives. Father, thank You ever so much for the sacrifice of the Chief Shepherd, Your Son, Jesus, and for how that, that fact alone which forms the Gospel, His death and resurrection done in love, has made all the difference. Father, bless us by giving us eyes that see and ears that hear, that we may turn toward You. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I hope that you will remember this morning, because what we've witnessed is something very important in the life of our church family. Whenever men accept the responsibility to serve as a shepherd, to serve as, as elders, as, as pastors for a church, it is an extremely important thing. 
And Kevin and Brent and Brad joined uh, an existing body of elders, Alan and Doug and Daryl and Cliff, and Norris and Daniel and Ben and Everett and Gilbert and Herb in leading this church to greater faithfulness to God and bringing greater glory to God of being light in this community. And these men are special because God has worked in their lives and their spiritual character has become evident to us. What Scripture says in Titus chapter 1, verse 7 is that an overseer is entrusted with God's what? This is what they do. Being a shepherd, being an elder, being a bishop of the Lord's church is about doing God's will. It's about seeing God's work accomplished in the life of His people. In 1 Peter chapter 5, and verse 2, Peter writes, as, as, a, as an older brother, he says, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers. Not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve. You know, in the middle of that verse is the cross. It says, You're serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing this embedded in that thought is, is, is the image of the cross, of, of the Christ that we read about in Philippians chapter 2. That because of the need that he saw all of, of God's human project needing, he willingly, not because he was compelled to do it and not because he was forced or coerced into doing it, but because of love and righteousness and righteousness, not, not uh, because he was righteous, there was nothing else he could do but go to the cross. And so in the way that you serve as shepherds, there is, there is a, a recall, there is a reminder of the greatness, the, the volitional, voluntary attitude of Christ in serving others. That's what's seen in our shepherds. And that is a God-given task. It is to do God's work as a shepherd to His sheep. And so our challenge as sheep to the shepherds, from sheep to shepherds, is this. Please be men of prayer and of the Word. Be men of prayer and of the Word. Lift up every member of this congregation. Lift them up in prayer every day. Not just in the good times, but especially in the bad. Be the kind of men who know how to instruct the church about godliness. And not godliness that looks a whole lot like legalism, but godliness that looks like the transformation and the conforming of our own life to that of Christ where the fruit of the Spirit is being manifested and demonstrated every day, where each of us become more loving and self-controlled and patient and kind and full of joy in the rest of that fruit. It's about teaching us how to live a life that is faithful to God. And not just in those times when it's in the valleys, but equally important on those mountaintops where pride, because things are going so well, because pride will, will tempt us to neg neg uh, neglect God in those moments. We need you to lead us by your examples. We need you to be committed to learning about the task of shepherding people's lives. That's what Paul was talking to Timothy about in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Where he said, you need to be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will say both whom? Yourself and who else? Your hearers. Remember always that a spiritual leader is the kind of person that a God-hungry person wants to be like and to be around and wants to converse with and be in dialogue with and will go to in the good times and the bad times. 
And that cannot be a life that is away from the church, that is lived away from the flock. I'm reminded of this poem by John Henry Newman where he writes, I sought to hear the voice of God and climbed the topmost steeple, but God declared, go down again, I dwell among the people. And because that's true, number two, we ask that you be men who walk slowly through the flock. Be men who walk slowly through the flock. You know, Sundays are easy. The auditorium is scrubbed clean. There is an uh, order to everything that we do here. The congregation is polite. Everyone on their best attitude and their, their best behavior. And then the sun goes down on Sunday and in a manner of speaking, things begin to change. The unruliness of people's lives begins to rise to the surface. That order of worship gives way to the disorder of argument and doubt and misbehavior and to our lusts. Sundays are important, but the six days between Sunday and, and, and the following Sunday are just as important. And because shepherds have a heart for all sheep, not just the beautiful, but for the injured and the wounded and the sheep that are often ridiculous and petty, because you have that kind of a heart for all sheep, that your life is to be lived among them, regardless of what they look like. You know, if I were to take a survey of our church family of when they grew personally the most spiritually, that answer would probably be in a time of pain and a painful experience. Pain would probably be the number one answer, I, I believe, wholeheartedly. And the reason for that is that pain has a way of opening people up to God. And the greatest moments of shepherding are in those moments where a heart is broken and crushed and a door is opened. And your presence and prayers and wisdom is like a balm. So as shepherds, please don't rush by us. Don't rush by the sheep. You know, there's that, that great little story where Jesus in Mark chapter 5 is on His way to heal a little sick girl. But as He's walking through that crowd and people are pressing on Him, there's a woman with a bleeding issue for all of these years that touches Him. The power goes out and He's able to stop what He is doing at that moment and able to turn and to address that older woman with His graciousness. Don't just look at the sheep. But see the sheep. Notice the thorns and the thistles. And celebrate the victories in our lives as well as, as be there when the evil comes near. Be visible in our lives. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, We urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle. Encourage the timid. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. And then number three, be men willing to pay the price for credibility. There is, there's no way around it, but your credibility will be measured by a life defined by service. That is, your life intersecting our life and your life spiraling through, through constant contact deeper and deeper into our lives. And servanthood puts teeth in your teaching. People watching you authentically serving others cuts through the cynicism like no other words could. In essence, your heart has hands and feet. And it's also about trust. It's also about being trusted with human vulnerability and protecting people who come to you for help. 
And quite frankly, this is something people have to perceive about you before they will come to you, not after. We read in Proverbs chapter 11, very wise saying from Solomon, A man of understanding holds his tongue, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. And then finally, be men involved in the lives of the next generation of leadership. Take young men and their wives under your wings. Mentor them. Let them see your life. Let them touch your life as you're touching their life. Be in that place where you're available to answer questions and to be in those, those conversations uh, in those special times when, when you really get down to the deeper root of meaning about life and what it means to be a Christian and a disciple of Jesus of Nazareth. And, and that's not just in the good times, and it's really not even the bad times. A lot of that happens when we learn to live on the plane, when life is just going. And we're reminded of what Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. These things that you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these things to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. You know, it is a tremendous burden and, 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 and work to be a shepherd. But at the same time, there's, there's a great privilege and a great opportunity and a great joy that comes in seeing people who, whose lives sometimes get off track and go off the rail, get that, that life back together and find it going in the direction of God again. There is great joy in, in, in seeing Prayers answered that you have prayed over a flock and you begin to see God answering those prayers as people's lives are changing and answers to those prayers mean that they have, they have turned toward you or there's, there's, there's a, a problem that's been resolved in their life or a relationship that has been healed or they have come to some kind of, of, of a point in their life where they know without a shadow of a doubt that God is near them as they are seeking to be near to God. There's burden but there's joy and there's greatness to that work of bringing people closer to the kingdom of God. And you know why we have shepherds? It's not just because we need them, but because of a great shepherd. Of a great shepherd who did not live his life outside of the touch and, and, the, and the, 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 the rubbing of, of, of humanity, but lived his life right there in the middle of the crowds and in the middle of people's lives. And that great shepherd was not someone who had to be coerced. He was not someone who had to be compelled to do it. But he left, according to Philippians chapter 2, he left his home in heaven, his, his, his place at the side of the Father where he had perfect harmony and, and, and perfect relationship with God. He left that for a period of time in order to fulfill the mission of bringing people into the kingdom of God as his children. And in essence, that's what you guys are doing. As you lead people closer to the kingdom of God, you are leading them in the direction of God. Back to God sometimes. Closer to God all the time. But it's because of that great shepherd who was willing to leave heaven and not just to serve, but to serve as, as someone who was obedient to God to the extent that he was willing to die on the cross. To pay the full extent of his devotion to his mission given to him by God. And it's that Christ that brings us, that brings us into 
the embrace of God that brings us into God's grace and into His compassion and into His mercy and into His family. And Ben is going to lead us in a song right now and some of our shepherds are going to be down here at the front. If there are spiritual needs or if there are are things on your heart that need to be prayed over by your shepherds or you just need their hand to be laid upon your soul for a period of time, we want you to make these needs known to these men as we stand and praise God together. Travel.